Teaching in your 20s. Do I really know what I'm doing? Am I making a difference? How do I find the perfect work-life balance? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Teaching in Your 20s podcast. I am your host, Christina Himmelho, and in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing the things that I do to stay healthy as a busy teacher. And this topic was actually requested by one of you. I'm so excited to talk about this because I'm also very passionate about this topic, so this works out super well. But if any of you ever do want to request a topic in the future, make sure that you're following the podcast on Instagram with the handle at teaching in your 20s and just go ahead and send me a message. I sometimes do polls on there to see what you guys want me to talk about. Let's go ahead and get into this episode. I have always been very into health and fitness and it's something that I think has just like stuck with me since I was a child. But before we get into this episode, I do want to do like a big disclaimer because I am not a health professional. I do not have a degree in health or anything related to fitness and stuff like that. So just keep that in mind. This is just like my advice that I'm sharing with you guys of things that I've done throughout my life. I do consider myself to be a pretty healthy person. And since you guys wanted me to talk about this, I was like, okay, let's go ahead and get into it. And this podcast is all about teacher wellness, teacher self-care, teacher mental health. And so definitely health and fitness falls into this category. So let me give you guys just a very brief background about my own like health and fitness levels before we get into this episode. So when I was younger, I have always been very active. Like as a child, my parents put me in sports. And so I was doing soccer, gymnastics, ballet. I ended up sticking with gymnastics the most and did that all the way until I was about 15. So that was very, very intense and took up like a huge portion of my life. And ever since I quit, I was still a very active person. And so In high school, I joined the swim and dive team doing the diving part, you know, jumping off the board, doing those flips. It was a very easy transition from gymnastics and I enjoyed it a lot. Once I started college, I would say is when I got more into like my personal health and fitness just because I wasn't doing any type of sport. And so I felt like I kind of had to keep up with it on my own. And obviously during college, I was studying elementary education. So there would be days when we would go do our practicum and be all day in the classroom doing teaching and all of that stuff. And I was really busy. I was also working, I was doing research and I was in a sorority. So I was like super involved, super busy. And I feel like that's where my whole like health and fitness journey really started. That's when I really got into more of like weightlifting. And that was my era of being in love with Whitney Simmons, which I still follow her and I love her so much, but I've kind of gotten off of like the whole weightlifting era of my life. When I first started teaching, doing my internship and all of that, my main form of exercise was going to the gym. And the good thing about teaching is that it is such a physically demanding job, I would say. Like we're always up on our feet, going around, you know, talking to our kids, making sure everything is done the right way. So I think that really helps in living a healthy lifestyle, the fact that our profession is very active and we're always on our feet. So I feel like we don't have to worry about, you know, sitting at a desk job and not getting up or moving around at all because, you know, we have to chase our kiddos around sometimes. After college, when I first moved to Spain, I feel like I kind of fell off of the whole going to the gym and lifting weights thing because I was walking so much. That was honestly like 
all the exercise I needed to do because like I said with teaching we're on our feet a lot so I would say I was only going to the gym like once or twice a week on average when I was living in Spain and then when I got back to the U.S. so for my first like full year of teaching kindergarten I still was very much into going to the gym. That worked well for me at the time but I definitely found a lot of downfalls in my motivation to go to the gym just because I didn't have a workout buddy. It was very like self-isolating for me. I felt like I was just like alone all the time because I would like go to work, spend my day with my kids, and then come home, like go to the gym on my own and not really be surrounded by people that I could talk to. That's kind of what I want to talk about is finding an exercise that works for you. So like I said, I feel like the whole working out and lifting weights thing was a big part of my life from like college up until last year. And then this summer, I really found what I love, which is going to Pilates classes. I, oh my goodness, I had seen all of like the hype about Pilates and yoga and all of that stuff. I definitely had taken some yoga classes in the past, but I'd never committed myself to a studio like a yoga Pilates studio and I found one this past summer. I completely fell in love with it and I never really felt like with weightlifting like it was really my thing. Like I really loved, loved it. And there's definitely people out there that love it. And if that's something that you love, like stick with it. If you're looking for other things to try, I highly recommend the Pilates and yoga route. And I think that the reason I love it so much is because it's a class. And so you're surrounded by people and you, so you're not necessarily on your own. You have somebody guiding you through the workout, guiding you through the exercises and you don't have to come up with how to do it. And, you know, they provide like an extra level of motivation because there's just some instructors that I love them so much. And I'm like, if they're teaching a class, I will be there. I will get up early to get to that class because I love them so much. It's also a great way just to meet people, have conversations, be social, like say hi to the people that you've been in class with a lot. So I think it's also a great way to meet people. And the real reason that I love Pilates and yoga so much is because it not only takes care of my physical health, it is so much about my mental health when I go to these classes because with Pilates and yoga, even though it's like, it's very intense, also the studio that I go to is a hot yoga, hot Pilates studio, so it's like extra intense. These classes are actually really difficult. I know that like some people might think that yoga is really easy, but I think it depends on, you know, what studio you go to, what level you go to, but these classes I'm going to feel like advanced level yoga classes. But anyways, along with that, like if you've done yoga before, you know that it's just so stress relieving and so therapeutic. And I'm like, as a busy teacher, if I can get in something that's good for my mental health and my physical health, that's a win-win. Because sometimes I used to try to do the whole meditation thing, but it was really hard for me to stick with that. And I feel like that's kind of built into yoga. Like at the end of class, you meditate for like two or three minutes. And I think having them together is so crucial for me because it's like it's almost like multitasking I can do I can do two things at once and it's all benefiting my body and especially with like the hot yoga it's so good for your circulation like it's just so good to like sweat it out the whole stress relieving part is the thing that I love so much about yoga and pilates that I didn't really find when I was doing weightlifting. Weightlifting for me wasn't really relieving my stress I think just the style of pilates and yoga is very stress relieving 
in its nature. Along with doing Pilates, I think that our lifestyle, at least in the US, is very, it can be very sedentary. We need a car to get everywhere so we're not walking places. That's why I think it's so important to make sure that you're staying active on the weekends as well. So even if you're not going to a Pilates class on the weekend or you don't have time to go to the gym, like going for like a 10-15 minute walk is so beneficial for both your mental health and your physical health like it's so good to get outside after we've been stuck inside with our kids pretty much most of the day i mean the good thing about teaching is that the students do have their little recess period and so we can be outside for a little bit um but getting outside i don't like i live near the beach so i try to go to the beach as often as i can over the summer or just going on little walks around my neighborhood i think that's super important just to get yourself outside like doing something and walking around like i said in the u.s unless you're living in like a huge city like new york city or san francisco somewhere in california or boston or you know just like the major big cities usually it's not as walk right now i'm living in the suburbs i'm at my parents house right now for the summer and you need a car to get pretty much everywhere so just trying to be conscious about the fact that we're not walking as much as we should be I think that's a big thing that I learned when I was living in Spain is that they live such like an active lifestyle just based on the pure fact that they are walking everywhere they're walking to get their groceries they're walking to go to a restaurant and that just improves their overall health. That's the thing that I love about Europe. Besides staying active on the weekends, I think being a teacher, it's so important to listen to your body. Depending on the day, we can be so physically and mentally exhausted that we actually just need sleep. I definitely found myself, you know, beating myself up about how I would be so exhausted some days coming home from work and then I'd end up taking a nap and not going to the gym. And I would just feel bad about it because I'm like, I need to be taking care of myself and going to the gym. But you have to understand that since the work that we're doing is so physically demanding and emotionally exhausting, you need to be sleeping. Prioritizing sleep is so, so, so important. Making sure that we're getting at least like seven to eight hours of sleep a night and that it's good quality sleep is so crucial to our ability to be good teachers because I mean overall the whole entire goal of us trying to be healthy is for us to feel good and to have energy to be the best teacher we can for our students and that really starts from within. Making sure that you're getting good quality sleep is going to improve your overall health so 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 much. I guess some things that go along with that I mean there's still habits that I'm trying to break like going on my phone right before I go to sleep. I know that's so bad for our sleep quality, like trying to read before I go to sleep instead of being on my phone. But honestly, that's the hardest one that I'm still working towards, not getting on your phone first thing in the morning because I was reading that right before we go to sleep and when we wake up in the morning is when our brains are the most susceptible to whatever we put into it. And so going on social media first thing in the morning is just not good for us overall. So I'm really working on that. I'm sure some people out there are also working on that. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, yes, I have this great um, nighttime routine and morning routine because I I really don't. I'm still working on those things. I do think that, you know, part of staying healthy as a teacher, both mentally and physically, is having a good nighttime routine and a good morning routine. I'm still really working on this and haven't set it up very well. There were so many times during last school year where I was waking up like 20 minutes before I needed to go to work and rushing out the door and, you know, it made me feel worse overall than if I would have just woken up like even 10 or 
15 minutes earlier. It's hard. Like I see on social media, these teachers that have these like 5 a.m. workout routines. I tried to do that. Like there's literally a video, a YouTube video up on my channel of me attempting a 5 a.m. workout like morning routine for a week. It did not work out. It's actually pretty funny because by the end of it, I was like, I hope you guys can just relate to the fact that this is so difficult. And sometimes I feel like that's just unattainable. Like for me, I absolutely hate waking up in the morning and it's dark outside. I really wish that we could make our teacher schedule so that we could at least just wake up to the sun. That's what I want to do and that's actually what's best for your body. Along with waking up, I did want to talk about caffeine intake. I never really got addicted to coffee so I feel like it's easier for me to just cut it out than maybe somebody who's been drinking coffee like their entire life. I was reading, uh, what is the book called? I was reading about like the mind-gut connection and just about how caffeine in the morning spikes your cortisol levels which is your stress hormone when i was reading that i was like okay i need to not have caffeine in the morning and it's a little bit counterintuitive to your circadian rhythm think about it when you wake up in the morning is when you're supposed to have the most energy and by doubling up on the caffeine i feel like it causes us to have even bigger caffeine crash in the afternoon and so what i would do is i would wake up i'd try to have maybe some warm lemon water i did not do this every day i would try like if i was feeling motivated i would do it that's like my ideal routine would be to wake up have some warm lemon water then in the afternoon come home and that's when maybe i would have a cup of coffee or a chai tea or a green tea. I think that our caffeine intake definitely can contribute to us feeling more tired than we need to be and having like that big caffeine crash. So some alternatives are swapping it for green tea, chai tea, like even a black tea, which I really am trying to switch to green tea because it's super, super good for you and it's like anti-inflammatory and all of that good stuff. Matcha tea goes along with that, but I know a lot of people don't like the taste of matcha. It's definitely an acquired taste. At least if you're sticking with coffee, try to cut out the sugar in our coffee. I feel like this is a big thing that us Americans love. Like we love our Starbucks, we love our Dunkin' and it's so bad for us and it's not even because of the caffeine. It's because of all the extra stuff that they put in it. All of the sugar, the heavy cream, it's really just not good for our bodies. I feel like the biggest thing when I'm talking about like food intake, which I'm about to get into more like meal prepping and ideas about that, I want to just have a little disclaimer that these are just my personal recommendations, things that I've done to make me feel better overall. I never want this to be like a, oh, I need to eat this way so that I look a certain way or... I need to be dieting because I'm overweight or something like that. Like that's not the thought process that I'm trying to put out there. I'm really trying to put out the improving our energy levels for teaching and improving our mental health, which starts by feeling better within our own bodies. And I really, really believe that food has such a major impact on how we feel. When I get into like all these meal ideas, like please just take inspiration from it. I'm not saying that this is what you have to eat to be healthy. These are just the things that I do. And yeah, it's just honestly, I want to promote like loving yourself, loving your body and feeling good. Like this is so much about the feeling because if you think about it, like when I eat, at least for me, when I eat really healthy, which for me, I'm going to get into talking about how I feel like that word looks different for every single person. For me, it's really about eating whole fresh foods, cooking my own meals, living a balanced 
lifestyle also like I love candy and I love treats sometimes and so I will have some hot Cheetos sometimes once in a while like I can't completely cut that out of my life it's it's just too good and some like sour patch kids I, I need that in my life once in a while in no way am I saying that you need to completely cut out like processed foods and all of that because it's really difficult I really just want to focus on eating the best way that I can to make myself feel good and to make me have more energy and avoid feeling bad because when I eat like for a snack if I eat a banana and like some cheese and crackers some nuts maybe instead of a bag of Doritos I'm gonna feel so much better after eating the whole food option as opposed to the processed food alternative my body just always feels really gross after I eat a lot of processed foods I want to feel good and I want to be able to have a lot of energy for all the things that we do as teachers let's go ahead and get into now the more health food side of trying to stay healthy as a teacher. I was requested to talk about some meal ideas, some quick meal ideas. So I'm going to give some quick ones for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and some snacks. And these are things that like I actually ate on the regular. And some of these might be like things that you've already heard about, but I'm going to talk about them anyways. So for breakfast, the thing that I would always go to and that you can meal prep would be Greek yogurt, oats, and chia seeds so with greek yogurt you can literally i i highly recommend buying some like miniature mason jars because when i was teaching i was also living with my sister and so i'd like meal prep us little breakfast because breakfast honestly was the hardest thing for me to even get myself to eat because it was so early in the morning and i just like wasn't hungry so sometimes i would end up eating it like as i was setting up my classroom so having a little mason jar was so crucial for me to be able to just like transport it easily eat it while i'm like walking around my classroom doing whatever it is i needed to do to set up my classroom for the greek yogurt the best thing you can do is buy a zero fat and no sugar added greek yogurt do not eat that on its own because it's not very good. I would always scoop a little bit into a mason jar, add as much honey as you want because honey is like a natural sweetener that we can use and just give it a mix and then add some like blueberries on top, some strawberries, some fruit, whatever fruit you like. And then sometimes I would sprinkle a little bit of chia seeds, which are really good for your gut health. They have a lot of fiber. And then I just put that in the fridge and grab it on my way to work. So the other thing I would do with the, with these mason jars was overnight oats, which you just take some oats any milk of your choice. Sometimes I'd use coconut milk, almond milk, oat milk, literally whatever you want. Same thing. Add some honey, some cinnamon. I liked the honey, cinnamon, banana, and maybe some almond butter because the almond butter would give me a healthy source of fat that would just keep me fuller for longer. So that's like the little second mason jar breakfast that I would do. And then the third one that I would do was chia seed pudding. And so with that, if you have a Trader Joe's next to you, go buy the, they have this like vanilla coconut milk. I don't think it's cold. I think it's like in the pantry aisle section. You do chia seeds, some of that, and some Greek yogurt. So the Greek yogurt in that is really good because first of all, it adds extra protein and it makes it like really thick and creamy. And then you can make that whatever flavor you want. I really recommend prepping those for the entire week and just having them so you can grab them and go. And the thing that I liked about this breakfast is that I am a huge foodie. Like, I love food so much. What I loved was that I never really got tired of it because there's so many different variations you can make. Like, you can make some with, like, cacao nibs. You can make some with literally whatever you want. You can make some, like, peanut butter one. It is a sweet breakfast, though, I would say. So, if you don't like sweet breakfast, I don't know what to tell you. But I, I couldn't ever wake up and take the time to, like, 
make eggs and toast and all of that stuff because it's just too much. So this was the quickest breakfast and the most delicious. And I just, I loved it. So definitely try that one out. Moving on to lunch, what would I bring to school as a lunch? The thing that I tried to do most of the time was to, if I was ever making dinner, I would make extra so that I could bring it for lunch. So I would have leftovers or a lot for lunch. But if you're a leftover hater, which I understand when people do not like leftovers, I have a couple of like quick lunch ideas for you. Also, can we please just talk about how sometimes we'd have to eat lunch as teachers at like 10:30 in the morning depending on your schedule? Like what is that all about? Like that's crazy. So, I feel like this is also for the people who have to eat lunch so early and you're like, I don't want to eat leftovers right now because it's too early to eat like a full meal. So, something I would do would be taking inspiration from like the little Starbucks snack packs and so I'd kind of it's like an adult version of a lunchable basically is what I would you can put whatever you want in it I'd make sure to have like some vegetables for this snack pack I would love having rolled up lunch meat that could be ham turkey chicken whatever you like the best some cheese hummus and vegetables just little things like that some nuts like those are great things that you can put into this little snack pack if you're not like starving at 10 30 in the morning which most of us are not. Another thing that I would have for lunches would just be like sandwiches and just turn those into like little wraps with like spinach wraps and hummus and um, add like some thinly sliced cucumber and your turkey, some cheese, roll it all up, cut it in half. That's also really good for lunch. Let's get into the dinner ideas I have because that's really what I would bring for lunch the next day it would be whatever meal I had cooked for dinner. So there's a couple of things that I want to talk about that follow more into like the meal prepping. Let's just talk about meal prepping for a second because this will save you so, so, so much time. And I feel like I'm getting off topic, but it helps for like snacking because I'm a big snacker. Like I love snacks. And so that's why it's so tempting to eat unhealthy when all you want are like chips, okay? And there's definitely like healthier chip options out there, but they're also so expensive. Things that I would recommend meal prepping um, that would just set me up to have like a healthy week. I always would cut up. The second I would go to the store and buy my fruits and vegetables, depending on the fruit, like if I got strawberries, I would cut it up and put it into a container because it would make sure that I was eating it and not letting any food go to waste. And if I wanted a snack, it was so easy for me to just grab those strawberries, grab, I don't know, like some grapes, eat like whole food options as opposed to going and grabbing like some chips. Other things that you can like set up already would be washing your vegetables, putting them in a little container so that you're more likely to grab it and eat it. I loved carrots and hummus. I loved having cashews, nuts. For meal prepping, I would meal prep rice. Any type of rice that you like, something that my sister and I would make a lot would be different bowl variations. So we would do a Mexican bowl inspired night. So we would have our rice already pre-made all we'd had to do was make the meat and we'd usually have like our vegetables all pre-cut onion green pepper and tomatoes and all of that at the beginning of the week was super helpful because then you can just grab that stuff and put it into your bowl so taco bowls are a really good one we also loved doing mediterranean inspired meals so a mediterranean bowl we would do just some like grilled chicken well not grilled chicken i didn't have a grill but you know, like pan fried chicken breast, avocado, some feta cheese, some chickpeas, fresh tzatziki sauce, which is actually really easy to make. My sister used to like 
meal prep some of that and just put it in the fridge so we could add that on top of things. When I was stuck on meal ideas, I would just think, okay, like which ethnic food do I want to eat? So making your own homemade pizza, that was one that we would do all the time. That's like not super healthy, but also it's better than eating out anyways. And we did this pizza we became obsessed with which it's super, super easy to make. So if you go to your grocery store, Publix is like what's closest to me. There was a section where they had fresh pizza dough that you could just buy. We would do just a regular tomato sauce, cheese, and we would put spicy ground sausage on it. And then we'd put spinach and fresh tomato. Oh my goodness, it was so good. And the sausage is like not that hard to make because it's already seasoned. And so you just cook it on a pan drain the oil and then put that on top of your pizza and it is so 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 good so what I would do is like these Mediterranean bowl taco bowl pizza we would make pasta a lot different types of pasta I also really love Asian food so other meals that I would make would be like a chicken stir fry is super super easy to make you just put all the vegetables in a pan buy some teriyaki sauce put that on there and you can add chicken like tofu I would do tofu a lot and then put some like spicy mayo sriracha sauce on top not too much because that's not super healthy those are just all like very quick easy meals to to cook if you are super super busy i think the biggest thing is avoiding processed foods and just sticking to whole foods and i feel like nowadays like you can go on tiktok and search healthy meal and so many different things will show up if i was like really feeling it one week with the meal prepping and like trying to be really healthy on sunday i would like plan out the meals that i wanted to have so just having a list of meals that you're planning for that week is really good the last thing that i do want to talk about is balance as much as i'm talking about trying to eat healthy avoiding processed foods limiting your caffeine intake obviously limiting our alcohol intake going to your pilates yoga classes staying active as much as I'm like preaching that right now I also want to make sure that I'm talking about the balance that is so essential to our lives that means going out on the weekends like don't restrict yourself if somebody has invited you to go get some ice cream treat yourself to that ice cream it's not going to kill you making sure that you're working out for your mental health and not for aesthetics not for the way that you look because that can send you down a very dangerous rabbit hole of you know being obsessed with what you look like and all of that stuff and so just making sure that you're focusing after a workout on how you feel and that's something that you have to like train yourself to do you have to be like okay how do i feel after this workout not like let me look in a mirror let me weigh myself and all of that stuff. It's really for our mental health. It's for our energy levels so that we can show up, be the best teacher that we can, have energy for these kids, be there with a good attitude, and make sure that you're not being too hard on yourself, like I said earlier, about needing to sleep. When you need to sleep, get that sleep because our jobs are so exhausting as teachers. It's not just about what we're putting into our bodies the food we're putting in. It's not just about the workouts that we're doing. It's so much about our internal dialogue with ourselves, how we're talking to ourselves. And, you know, another thing that I really would recommend for just this whole overall healthy lifestyle would be journaling. I actually need to get back on the journaling because I definitely fell off that bandwagon for a little while. Just getting all your thoughts out. I feel like everyone talks about journaling and if you haven't given it a try yet, give it a try. It seems so simple but it really helps out so much because I feel like we just are constantly thinking of so many things and so many things are going on in our lives 
and just getting it down on paper is so 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 helpful it can just really improve your mood and help to de-stress just remember to find the things that work for you find the meals that you love and stick with them make sure that you are doing workouts that you like not just ones that you see on social media not just ones that are trending not just ones that you're like, oh, well, this is going to give me the perfect body. No, we're not focused on how we're looking. We're focused on how we feel on the inside. I think that that wraps up this episode. I hope that you have enjoyed listening. I hope you were able to take some advice from this, have some new meal ideas that you will love and find a workout that you will love and just feel inspired to start off and kickstart the school year with some healthy habits. I want to thank you all so much for choosing to listen today and make sure to give the podcast a rating and leave a review. I make sure to read all of them so if there's something that you would like to request do not hesitate to send it in and don't forget to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube all under the handle at Christina Himmelho. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day. I will talk to you guys in next week's episode of Teaching in Your 20s.